everybody. We're back. This is episode 59 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony. Sitting right next to me, as always, is my pal, DeQuincy. Hey, guys. Once again, thanks for listening. And like I said, we're back. Uh, it's been a while, like a week, I think, since we last recorded. Well, since you last recorded. Well, that's right. That's right. DeQuincy De here has started, um, has branched off and is flapping his wings like a... Like a like an eagle. Okay, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Wow! And he started his own po- uh, a second podcast to our uh, two eighty eight family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so welcome aboard, Daniel and De Quincey, mm-hmm. two brothers play. Right, See? that's correct. Can be found on the two eighty eight the two eight network. Well, of course, we'll link it out whenever yeah. we do a new one, uh, which will probably be sometime this week. But enough about that. Let's talk about today's topic: baseball. Yes. It's, uh, we're what, halfway through spring training? Yes, opening day is 15 days away from today's record date. Record date. Um, I'm getting excited. Like, I'm, I, I, you know, we're getting closer and I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm watching, I'm not keeping up with spring training as much, uh, but uh, just, just catching, you know, a few passing highlights on television is, is really all that I, that I need at this point uh, to get me going to really rev that engine. Uh, absolutely. Um, it was a busy off season that we discussed at length um, at the close of 2014, um, and now we're starting to see these these acquisitions, these deals that are, that have been made, all the hustle and bustle of the winter meetings and you know free agency, the free agency period. Um, we're seeing it all come together and, and see these teams come together, and see what you know uh, what it's going to be like going forward at the start of 2015. The, 50, the 2015 season, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna start uh, with two divisions uh, this this evening, starting with the NL East and the NL Central, um, both divisions that had a lot going on over the off season. So, uh, why don't you fill everybody in as to what we're gonna do? Um, see how yeah, it's gonna go. You did not say both divisions because these are gonna be two separate podcasts. You know that, right? Well, they are. That's right. Well. The day that we're recording, we're looking at two divisions. So, this first, this first uh, episode. Hey, it's been a while. It's been a week. It's been a week since um, I've uh, evidently got a little rusty. So, why don't you go and fill them in? Starting with the NL East, and we're going to go in alphabetical order. Start with the Atlanta Braves. Now, how it's going to happen? I'm going to mention all the additions, subtractions for every team. Anything that you want to talk about, just stop me and let me know. And then after we're done with that, you've written down some burning questions for, for teams. Uh, burning, yeah, I guess. Sure. Uh, uh, what's the category? Lukewarm. Some, you might think some are lukewarm. I, I, I go with burning, but hopefully you'll, you'll think they're burning as well. Okay. And then after we're done with the questions, we'll, we have five other categories that we'll get to later on. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be fun. Fun show. So let's start with the Atlanta Braves. Last year they went 79-83. and 83. Start with the additions. They traded for Shelly Miller, signed Nick Markakis to a four-year, $44 million deal, signed closer Jim Johnson to a one-year, $1.6 million deal, traded for Jace Peterson, second baseman, traded for Manny Benuelos, pitcher, traded for our own former Astros prospects, Mike fulton and Rhea Ruiz, Hats off to De Quincey. He got it. he got that name 
first take. Yes. Oh, quiet <laughs> rant right here. I'm very annoyed that they traded away this guy right after I learned how to pronounce his name. <laughs> that just annoys me. Because you'll never use it again after this. Unless they come to Houston, you know, during the interleague season, uh, uh, game, no. Always a Cy Young contender. God, I'm sorry. I hope not. Now we'll trade him away. All right. And let's see. Have a bunch of one-year deals for them. They signed David Carpenter, Johnny Gomes, Kelly Johnson, John Buck, James James Russell, sorry, Alberto Cascio, Jose Veras, Mike Miner, and Peter Moreland. Some of those one-year deals are arbitration deals. Gotcha. So wow. Like they just trade them off. And you, you really, you really went all went all in with these guys. Well. I told you, I was actually doing work this year compared to last year. We just kind of flew by the seat of our pants. Anyone in particular you feel like talking about? You mind if I ask one of my burning questions right now? Sure. Let's just ahead. get it out of the way right. because it's a burning question for me at least. Okay. Have you still figured out why they signed Nick Markakis to a four-year, <laughs> nearly $50 million contract? No, I have not. <laughs> I have no idea. This is the one thing that they did this offseason that doesn't make any sense because – Let's admit, they're rebuilding. They're rebuilding for 2017 for when their new stadium opens up in Cobb County. I can get that. I understand that. I've spent the last five years watching the team rebuild. Yep. People can understand that. What I don't understand is giving a guy who's 31 years old, who's coming off a neck surgery, four years and $44 million. I I mean, is it just they need a guy that they can market as like a – as a you know face for for this season at least and you know, they the have two seasons. faces of the franchise well three I see you have Freddie Freeman um, Aldridge, uh, Simmons Andrewton Andrewton Simmons and um, their closer Craig Kimball those are three faces of the franchise right there three young markable stars you don't need to go out and pay forty four million dollars to a <laughs> basically a single hitting right fielder yeah I mean. The only thing I can take away, I guess, is that he's going to uh, a lesser league, I guess. I mean, the pitching is going to be tough, but, you know, he's coming from the AL East. You know, mm-hmm. that's that division, that, uh, is, that division is always um, a pressure cooker for any player, I think. And, you know, I think he's going to, maybe that's what they're looking at, is that, you know, this is a guy who's coming from a high-pressure situation, um, who performed... Admirably, during his time, who could possibly translate to a, I don't know, a breakout candidate? But other than that, I mean, it's not even guaranteed because he's been injury prone the past couple of years. Yeah, and if you're going to put him out there, there are other guys you can put out out there right field. You put Eric Young out there, um, Johnny Gomes. If you're going to put old guys out there just to play, you could have done that without having to spend... You know, so much money and give so many years to a guy and coming even, off a neck surgery. And even that, wouldn't you rather? Call me crazy, but I would rather have Jason Hayward in the outfield than than Nick Markakis. Well, you know, Hayward is still young and he definitely has his defen- deficiencies. Mm-hmm. But well, he's, the he's, Hayward was was more about we know we can't sign this guy long term. Well, let's trade him while he still has a year left and get some quality out of us, which they did by getting Shelly Miller. Well, I don't buy that because they just signed Mark Hankins for 50, almost $50 million. Well, the rumors are that uh, what's his, uh, Hayward Hayward wants a nine-figure deal, something around $125, 150000000 Okay. All right. Well, I guess Which he'll get if he has a great season, you know, in St. Louis. Yeah. But that's, that's a topic for another day. Mm-hmm. 
another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I still haven't figured it out either. It's just uh, like you said, you could have filled that spot that he's going to take up with much cheaper talent, um, especially when you're not going to. They can't realistically count on this guy to be a, a force on this team. Uh, this it's team a is, pretty weak is, lineup. It's basically Freddie Freeman and a bunch of banjo hitters. Yeah. That's it. Is that because they're in the South? <laughs> is, that, is that what you want with that? No, banjo hitter is a synonym for a singles hitter. But oh, okay. I did not know that. Well, if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> and they still have Upton, no longer going by BJ, but Melvin Upton, who... It's a strikeout machine. I mean, if you're, if you're going to rebuild and do something like that, you could just release Upton and brought up a couple of guys from the minors and throw them up there for a year. See what they can do. Yeah. That would have been a lot better than just basically having $44 million of burning money out in right field. Here's, okay, here's another burning question. Do you think two years down the line they're going to be trying as hard as they can to unload this contract? Because I see that happening. I totally see that happening. Yeah, that's gonna happen. This, I, I mean, guarantee you. This is this is way too much money for a thirty-one-year-old guy, like you said, who's coming off neck surgery. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that just adds just like ridiculous on top of ridiculous. Yeah, or ridiculous on top of moronic. But this, this is what a way to start the show yeah. because this is a, a team that's uh, um, frustrating, intriguing, um, sad all at the same time. You ready for me to go to what they lost? Uh, yeah. Okay. So they trade away Jason Hayward and Jordan Walden to St. Louis for Shelby Miller. Traded Tommy LaSella to the Cubs. Uh, released Johnny Venters, pitcher who signed with the Tampa Bay Rays. Irvin Santana signed with the Twins. Gavin Floyd signed with the Indians. Chris Medlin signed with the Kansas City Royals. They traded Justin Upton to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Jason Grilly signed with the Angels. AJ Przinsky, who I forgot was even still playing. I didn't realize he they got him last season. Yeah, he signed with uh, St. Louis. We talked about Evan Gaddis before, and Brandon Beachy signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's uh, they lost just everybody out of their starting rotation and their bullpen. Anybody that's had like over two years' experience, a modicum of success <laughs> is out. Including your boy, Irvin Santana. Yeah, boy. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, clearly they're, they're looking to the future. Um, which leads me to my next burning question, I guess. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if, it, if you don't mind me yeah, asking just them as around. Yeah. When, did, when do you see this team contending again? <sighs> man. Because they're always going to have pitching. That's just that's just the Braves' way. They're always going to groom pitching, have top-notch pitching. It seems like to me. I mean, it seems like they're all. That's always gonna. Uh, that's gonna be a constant for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the past, you know, twenty-five years of this organization, uh, pitching will always be there. They're pitching dominant. Yeah, going back to the smoltz Galavin days. Absolutely. And, Gee, when do I see them contending again? Man, it might not be till 2018. It's I mean, one of those things because they can't do a quick turnaround because they're a small market team. So mm-hmm. it's not like they have a lot of money coming in. Right. And I know they think that moving out to Cobb County, which apparently is a richer part of Atlanta, 
help them bring in you know more money from customers but if you're not winning right. people aren't showing up that's true i mean we see this with the you see yankees games you know you know the seats behind home plate go for like two three thousand dollars well if your team is struggling to get to 500 you're not going to yeah those two grand are, are empty all the time it's i feel the same way about about the i'm gonna set the hawks about the braves especially the atlanta sports fan i feel like they're kind of ficklish yeah they don't really show up until the team is winning. So it's one of those things where they could start winning in 2018 but not really get people in and get the money into 2019. So I see them struggling for the next four years, three, four years. Wow. Uh, and I do too. I mean, I think they they have to get some hitting going. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides guys who strike out a lot, they need some pop. Well, that's just about they, every every position except for first base. Well, that's apparently what they did they, when they got rid of Gavis and they uh, brought in Mark Mark because he doesn't strike out as much. So that's great, but there's no pop. There's there's well now there's no pop, but it's also again a guy coming off a freaking neck surgery. <laughs> Going back to that, I see. Um, I'm hanging on that <laughs> yeah. as you should. Um, it's just this team just. It seemed they feel like a mess, um, but as we'll see later on, as we'll talk about later, there's there's teams that are far worse off. But this team is, uh, they feel like it's it feels like an uncomfortable uh, on the cusp team. Like you 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 kind of want to say they're on the cusp, but at the same time you're not entirely comfortable doing going that far. Even you're. I'm not I feel even like, saying that. I think they're. Uh, I feel like a punching bag. They're gonna be a punching bag in the in the NL East. Well, I think the pitching will hold up a, to an extent. Um, but man, it just seems like it's gonna be a depleted offense. Yeah, I I predict that they're gonna have one of the worst offense offense uh, in the entire league. One of the worst ones. I would say uh, bottom three. And they'll wow. have the Phillies down there with them. Uh, do you have any questions? I guess any or anything. No. You How should we? Uh, you basically handled the burning questions. I didn't have anything else to add to that. Oh, also, um, do you think Freddie Gonzalez gets fired this year? Is he on the hot seat? Hmm. Or do you think they're going to give him another year because of the situation? I think he gets another year or two, but when they're ready to contend, he won't be the manager. I would. I think it's going to be like how Miami did it when they moved to their new stadium, when Atlanta moves to their new stadium, and they think they're ready to win, quote-unquote. Frank Gonzalez will no longer be the manager. They'll probably go out there and make a big splash for somebody. Gotcha. Okay. That's kind of a bummer for Freddie Gonzalez. <laughs> the clock is ticking. <laughs> Sorry, Freddie. That's just how the world works. Uh, any more questions? No, that's all I've got. All right. So I'm moving on to the next step. So we have four categories for players. We have bounce back player, a player that we think is going to bounce back from last year because of ineffective play, injury, something like that. Regression candidate, somebody who we just think is going to fall from grace. They're not going to do what they've done either last year or the last couple of years. Breakout player, which is a young player. Mm-hmm. Who we think has the ability to become a superstar, basically, or a star in the league, and the, I, what I like to call the towel toss player, which basically is 
means that if this team loses this player, their season is done with. <laughs> and then after that, we'll do the over-under. Okay, let's start with the bounce-back player. Who you got? Bounce-back player? Um, I think I'm going to go Melvin Upton. No. You know what? I'm going to go Shelby Miller. He had a, he had a rough 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a bit of an injury bug. Catch him. And he's looking for a fresh start. And I think this is the best time for a young player to to achieve that. It's his first year with a new team. Coming off of a de- somewhat down year. I think this is the, the perfect opportunity for him to... Uh, to... Make St. Louis miss him and open more eyes to show that you know he is a, a really good young pitcher. Okay. Good choice. My bounce back player of the year, Chris Johnson. Ah. Two years ago uh, with the Braves, he hit 321, was contending for the battle batting title going into the last week of the season. Did he lose out on the batting title? He lost to McG- uh, uh, Kadire. Oh, okay. Okay. Last year, everything just fell apart for him. He only hit 263, 10 home runs. And he's one of those guys who seem to have the every uh, every other year type of thing, like Alex Rios. Right. So I feel like he bounces back. He probably won't contend for the bad title. I predict he's going to hit somewhere between 285, 290, something like that. Wow, that's huge for Chris Johnson. Yeah, be a decent second, uh, third baseman. I don't know why I say second. Uh, regression candidate. Man, I hate to say it, but uh, I think Freddie Freeman. That's still a pretty weak lineup he's going to be surrounded by. And I just don't know if he's going to get enough pitches to hit 30 home runs or even 25 home runs. He, let's see, what's his career high in home runs? It's 23. Yeah. And last year he only hit 18. Right, and he's what, 25 still? He's only 25? do 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 do, do. It would be nice if the internet wasn't defeating me. But I believe you're right. Doug. He's, he's, he is a young guy. Yeah, so you know, 23 home runs at the age of, what, 23 years old or 22 is, is not bad. Um, but, man, it's just it's a tough lineup to be a part of, uh, to be the guy. And I think pitchers are just going to pitch around this guy. Uh, he's going to get a lot of walks. Probably get on base quite a bit, but the power numbers, are, I think, are still going to take a dip. Okay. I pick uh, Chris Kimball. I thought you were going to say Chris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> what? Craig Kimball. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I fused them together as I as I am wont to do. Um, last couple of years, he's, still, he's been a dominant reliever, but in the last two years, his K per nine have dropped down from 16 to 13. Also, his... Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Sorry, he's also increased his walks per nine. Also increased. It's just showing um, signs that he's not as unhittable as he used to be. Mm-hmm. Pitch or hitters are catching up too. Yeah, hitters are catching up too. And um, I wouldn't be surprised. I think he's still going to get his forty to forty-five saves, something around there. But it's it's not going to be as clean as it was two, three years mm-hmm. ago. I mean, and let's be honest. I think closers have a. Relatively short shelf life. Yeah. Um, look, Mariano Rivera is a once in a lifetime, is a once a generation type of closer that comes along. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that's that's the exception to the rule. But every 
everybody has their day, you know, that, you know, their, every closer's day, you know, comes up eventually. It comes um, and it goes. And Kimbrel, no doubt, is getting closer. You know, he's not going to fall off completely, but uh, I agree. You know, he's he's starting to trend downward at this point. He's going the, I think he's going the wrong way. Yeah. Um, so, breakout candidate. Do you want me to go first? Sure. All right. I picked Shelly Miller. Okay. Um, I know you talk about bounce back. I think, well, I believe, like, what, two years ago, 2013, he had a basically an amazing rookie season, winning uh, 15 games, ERA, 3.6. And last year, it just seems he was ineffective. His, like, I don't know what it, what it was. He was telegraphing pitches. His fastball wasn't going where it needed to. He was losing command. I think, you know, we talk about how great of a pitching staff that Atlanta's had over the years. I think their pitching coach is going to help him. I think he'll be a pretty uh, – I'm not, I don't want to say dominant, but top 20 in the league. I think he can get back up to that level. That's, man, that's pretty good for, for a team that, like you said, is, is going to be a pretty bad team. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be a top 20 pitcher, that's that's not bad. I am going to go with uh, Christian Beth, Bethencourt. Bethencourt. He's their catcher. He is uh, no longer... Blocked it by any means by Evan Gaddis. I mean, he looks to be the guy. Um, and he's going to get plenty of playing time, I believe. Yeah, he is their starting catcher. Yeah, um, and he's going to have to. He's going to mature with with the young rotation at the same time. So, uh, you know, it's not like he's going to be pressured to to be the number one guy in front of a you know. A veteran rotation. This is a young rotation, a young catcher. Um, so I think he'll he'll have enough time to focus on his hitting and put it all together this year. Mm-hmm. I made a mistake earlier. AJ Brzezinski signed with the Braves. Oh, okay, he was with St. Louis last year. He signed with the Braves. Gotcha. Okay, sorry. That, that clears that up. Sorry about that, folks. I do what I can. So you got a Christian Ben Court. So get our tie, our towel toss player. Who you got? Our towel toss? Yeah, like you said, this guy goes down, it's all over with. Um, <laughs> even though things don't look that bright for the Braves this year, anyway. Even though he's, even though I picked him to be in a decline, Freddie Freeman. Freeman. No doubt, I mean, agreed. He he has power potential. He hits for a decent average, you know, um, especially for a first baseman. And especially on a, a relatively weak li- in a weak lineup last mm-hmm. year, um, but if he goes down, that's it. I mean, that ship has sunk. Yeah, because if he goes down, there is no one hitting. It's all right. We talk about Christian Bedencourt, second baseman. They have Jace Peterson, who I believe is just a rookie. Simmons, a shortstop, who is amazing with the glove. Yeah, not so much with the bat. Chris Johnson at third. Right now in left field, they have. Zolino Almonte. See with the Yankees? I have no clue. That sounds familiar. Uh, then Nick Markakis in right and Melvin Upton in center. God, remember, uh, this might be the worst offense in the entire league. <laughs> well, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Oh, oh, well, if Freeman goes down, yeah. it'll be oh, the worst okay, offense okay. in the uh, entire league. Gotcha. Let me change that real quick. 
So, over under for the Braves, 73, 73 wins. 73.5 wins, excuse me. You're going over or under? I'm going to go over, but not by much. I'll say 75 wins. You're going over. Hmm. I'm going under. I just feel like they have too many games against... You know, especially in their division, they have three too many games against three really good teams, mm-hmm. and I think it's just going to kill them. Do uh, you have any bold predictions for this team? Hmm. Uh, not at the moment, because I, I don't. I I would like to say you know no. I'm going to say Shelby Miller because uh, I picked him as my breakout candidate. You picked him as. Breakout. You picked him as bounce back. I picked him as bounce back. You picked him as breakout. I can see Shelby Miller uh, making the all-star team. Okay. I think that's about as breakout as you can get at this yeah. point. My bold prediction. Or Craig, bold prediction, yeah. yeah. Craig Kimball will not be on this team come the all-star break. Wow. Okay. That's bold. That is bold. I mean, it, so what do you think they get for him? What do you look A couple for? of prospects or something like that. But if you're a rebuilding team, you don't need a lights-out closer. That's true. Send it to someone else who needs one. Uh, ready? Ready? Yes. Next team up, the Miami Marlins. Last year finished, uh, make sure I got the strike, 77 and 85. Uh, I'm going to go through everything they did. You just tell me where you want to stop. Sure. First thing first, extended Giancarlo Stanton with a 13-year, $325 million contract. Okay. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> right there. Because that's my first burning question. Okay. Do you think he's going to be the same after the hit? He took a gruesome hit to the face. Part, You know, part of his mouth is still numb. Wow. That's as gruesome as it gets. Lost a tooth, chipped four other... Um, I think he can handle it, and I mean, has built a uh, you know a Viking helmet or, or I was going to say a cricket helmet. Yeah, but yeah. Basically, it's like think of a football helmet with a face guard that has a little G in it. It, it looked <laughs> cool. Um, you know, if your kid's afraid of getting hit in the, in the head with a baseball, definitely looking to get one of those. Um, no, I don't think there's going to be any problem. I think he's still going to. Go out there and do his job, which mm-hmm. is to smash the ball very, very far away. Um, you might see. I thought I would see more hesitation in spring, but I haven't seen anything that would make me say, "Oh God, he's scared." So I think it's going to be a non-factor. Okay, and so he'll start living up to that contract right away. Yeah. Um, continued. They traded for D. Gordon, and Dan Heron. And Miguel Ross also traded for Matt Latos. Friend of that. Let's see. Also traded for Martin Prado and David Feltz from the Yankees. Signed Mac. Mac signed Mike Morris. Two years, sixteen million dollars. They a couple of days ago they extended Christian Yelich with a seven-year. Hold on to listen to this. Forty-nine point five seven million dollar deal. <laughs> oh, weird number. And then the one-year deals they gave out. Uh, Scott Sizemore, Tyler Coven, Steve Cichek, Ichiro Suzuki, and Reed Johnson. So, along with San Diego in our off-season podcast that we did, I was a big fan of what Miami did. 
during this offseason. I loved them getting Gordon and Heron and Latos, mm-hmm. especially Heron and Latos, uh, to eat up a bunch of innings until Jose Fernandez comes back from, from uh, Tommy John surgery. Anywhere when he's coming back? Should be around June is what I'm reading. Okay. Uh, I'm following that very closely. No. For, and why is that? It's on my fantasy team. Nerd. <laughs> Hey, so is Freddie Freeman, but I'm not that excited. <laughs> um, but I, I just like what this rotation is doing. They still have Henderson Alvarez, who was a league leader in the in ERA last season. I, I don't, I don't know. He didn't, he didn't win the ERA title, but he was um, his ERA was low, where he was contending for most of the season. Um, but I just like the veteran presence in that rotation to go along with an up-and-coming dominant force in Jose Fernandez when he does get back. Um, and, you know, you've added a speedster at the top of your lineup in, in Gordon. Um, and you still have these young guys in Stanton, Yelich, and Ozuna. Yeah, we love their outfield. This is I'm excited for this team. I think... Um, They've got a lot going for them. Mm-hmm. They really do. All right. So, and there's a lot to choose from. Uh, I think our our, uh, uh, our picks for breakout player, uh, bounce back players. It's it's going to be all over the place because there's so many good players to choose from this mm-hmm. year. Agreed. Uh, going to the what they lost this year, traded away one of their biggest prospects in the, in the league, pitcher Andrew Heaney. And Kike Hernandez, who was apparently turned into an Astro legend the <laughs> two months he was up, both traded to the Dodgers for and Gordon and Heron. Um, also traded away Garrett Jones and Nate Yavaldi to New York, the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Case McGee traded to San Francisco. They also lost pitcher Kevin Slowey to Philadelphia and Kevin Gregg to Cincinnati. Even more reason why I like this team. Yeah. Uh, that's not a whole lot to lose. I mean, Heaney is a top prospect. He was brought up last season, uh, I think in July. Mm-hmm. And he got hammered quite a bit. But, hey, that's understandable. You're a rookie. Not a big deal. But that's still not a lot that you lose this offseason. I think, you know, everything you brought in far outweighs what you, what you lost. And... If you're able to pull that off during the off season, you know during the off season, that's you're off to a good start already. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and it looks like Heron isn't going to retire because <laughs> he's already pitched in what four games, three games this season, this spring. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, sad to see those guys go for any team, I guess, but uh, it's okay. Like they they seem like they're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. All right. Any burning questions, my friend? Um, I've got another one. It, do you think uh, any chance Christian Yelich makes an all-star, the all-star team this year? Does he have a shot? The only thing that will stop him is that there is crazy talent in the National League when it comes to outfield. Okay, yeah. That's the only thing I can see stopping him. But I think he, he does have the skill set to make it there. So maybe not this year. Maybe not this year. For sure. I would bet before his career is over, he's made the all-star team two or three times. Okay, I, I agree. I think he's he's well on his way. Mm-hmm. 
That's that's the last, that was the last question. <laughs> Those two questions. Yeah, because um, I think it, it the most obvious question is going to go into our record predictions. Uh, so essentially, I mean, is this team a playoff contender this season? So might as well just might as well ask it. Might as well add it to the burning. Add it to the fire. Uh, playoff contender. As long as Jose Fernandez comes back and he's healthy, mm-hmm. then yes. If he comes back and he's a little off, and he's not, you know, a hundred percent, like a hundred percent of what he was, mm-hmm. I think they're uh, they're outside looking in. Okay. Um, I think they've got a chance all around. I mean, clearly, anytime. Yeah. It, a healthy Fernandez, uh, you know, back to old form is much better and much more preferred than, than uh, a broken down Jose. But yeah. I still think there's enough on this team to to make a crack at that last wild card spot at least. Because uh, we also, I mean, look at that again. Look at that rotation. When even without Fernandez, it's still it's a pretty decent rotation. With Fernandez, I think it's. Has potential to be a great rotation. Right now, they're starting without without Fernandez. Like it's going to be Matt Latos, Dan Heron, Henderson Alvarez, Jared Colsart, and we're not sure who their fifth starter is right now. It might be either Tom Kohler or David Phillips. But when you uh, and Phillips was a guy from the Yankees who yeah had some promise. Um, but when Fernandez does come back, if Jared Colsart's your fifth guy, or if Dan Heron's your fifth guy, that's not a bad. That's not a bad rotation at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cozart was having a pretty good season with the Astros last season, and uh, I think he's he's due for a a good season, a, an even better season this year, and going forward. All right. Well, since we want to start our players, let's talk. Go to our categories. Bounce back player, uh, Jose Fernandez. I really. I mean. I'm really hoping that's the case. Uh, I can't imagine why. Um, yeah, I'm, I agree with you. I mean, coming back from Tommy John surgery, um, I think he's going to be good. And if he if he comes back and pitches as well as he did before he got hurt, that's going to be such a boom to their their team. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's going to be like the average person. He's going to come back. He's going to do well this year and next year. It's going to be the year he t- comes back. The only issue I have with Fernandez is his put-away pitch is his slider. So I wonder how hesitant he'll be to throw that pitch. Yeah. Well, let's see. We both agree that's our bounce-back player coming out of injury. Regression. Uh, as excited as I was for him, I, I'm going to say D. Gordon. Stop stealing my people, man. <laughs> okay, so we're not all over the place like I predicted. Um, I think the steals will come down. And I, not only will the steals come down, the batting average will come down. Yeah. But still capable of, of stealing a ton of bases, just not 50-plus. I mean, I, I think he'll, he'll drop back down to like... The, you know, the low 40s range. If I ask you to guess how many walks he had last year after the All-Star break, what's the number you get? Oh, I think I heard this. Was it like, 57 games. Wasn't it like 12? Four. Four. Good Lord. And 57 games. 
and he played in was that 148 games last year and had only 31 walks. Wow. I mean, if he's not hitting and get getting on base, then he's basically what he was the first three or four years of his career. Yeah. I mean, a frustrating speedster. Yeah, he's basically uh, you know, the guy you put on at the end of the game at during tie games in the ninth, tenth inning to steal a base. So you're afraid pitch running. you're afraid he could become an uh, go back to being a twenty fifth man on the on the roster? No, I just think that he's not gonna hit what did he hit last year? Two eighty nine, I believe. I might be going high. Last year with the Dodgers. Yeah, two eighty nine. Wow, I just picked out of thin air. If he's only hitting two fifty five, two sixty yeah. It kind of takes away a lot of his value because he's not getting on base, he's not stealing, he's not um, putting pressure on pitchers. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think he's his bad average is going to come down. It's, it's, he's going to be something. If I had to guess right now, two seventy five, which isn't bad. I mean, it's not. We talked about this earlier. You know, a two seventy hitter is not a bad hitter these days. No. That's. A, um, but for your leadoff here, you want something around two eighty-five and up. Sure, sure. And get on base as much as he can. Um, next one going breakout player. Oh boy, um, Matt, can I go? Yeah, why don't you, you go? Because my breakout player is the guy that just gave seven years and forty-nine million dollars to Christian Yelich. Hey, that's why I let you go first because I was tempted to say Christian Yelich. Um, I mean, I believe that outfield might be the most talented outfield in all of baseball. Second to, or tied with the Pirates, depending on how you feel about them. Yeah. But I think Yelich and Azuna, too, are two guys that can just break out. I think, But I just have more faith in Yelich because he seems like he's going to be the higher average. Yelich could probably hit, let's see, last year he hit 284. I think that could be his baseline. He could be the next guy who hits... 315 home runs and 20 steals. 15, 20 guy with over hitting through over 300 go far in the league now. I actually make that All Star team one day. No, yeah. th- that could be impressive numbers. Um, I'm gonna go with. Excuse me. I'm gonna go with Jared Cozart. I think there was. I think there was a lot of pressure on him going into last season mm-hmm. with a last place Astros team who was looking at him to be to being a top guy, a top guy in the rotation. He's coming to a situation where you're expecting Jose Fernandez, you're, you know, you are expecting Jose Fernandez to come back, to mm-hmm. bounce back and be that dominant ace um, that he was he was clearly becoming. So and then you're also adding veterans like Latos and Heron. So I think the pressure is going to be taken off of Cozart immensely. For a guy who pitches in the mid-90s, he doesn't get as many strikeouts as you would think. He doesn't. But I think he's going to be able to command the ball pretty well overall. Um, and I think he's got a chance to, to make some noise at the back of the rotation. Um, to get double-digit wins, to have a fairly low, you know, mid threes ERA, uh, but again, yeah, not strike out a ton, uh, but that's okay. Okay, 
And if they hit, they they play in a fairly large ballpark. Yes. So I think you, uh, the fly ball rate, it'll be it'll be pretty good. But it, you know I don't think he's going to get hammered by, you know, monstrous home runs. He's not facing Giancarlo Stanton. He's playing Giancarlo Stanton. Mm-hmm. So I think the potential for him to break out is is eminent. Uri, uh, towel toss player. Uh, I guess it's that you know that's a tough one, because even even if you lose Stanton, it's still a pretty nice outfield. I mean, clearly you want Stanton, but you still have Ozuna, you still have Yelich. It's a lot to choose from. I'm picking Stanton. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, you can't argue with that. You're like, ah, oh, you got to make a decision. You got to think about this. Come on, you got Stanton, best player on the team. That's what I'm going with. I feel like they can survive a loss of Hernandez better than they survive. I'm sorry. They can survive the loss of Fernandez better than they can survive the loss of Stanton. Okay. He is the straw straw that stirs that drink. <laughs> Who are you picking? Um, I don't want to say. I, I, just, I want to be different. <laughs> I want to be different, Quincy. Well, then hurry up, Dan. We're, we're already 40 minutes in. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Matt Latos. This season. Really? Yeah, because um, right now he's looking he's looking like he's going to be, what, your, your number one guy until Fernandez comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's going to set the tone for that rotation going starting the season. Uh, he had a pretty rough year last year, but he's, he's capable of leading a rotation. And um, I think if he goes down, then the rest of that rotation is going to suffer. And the rest of the team's going to suffer from there. Okay. Over under for this team is 82 and a half wins. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go 85 wins. Mm-hmm. It's a good team. I mean, it, it's it's a good team. Um, the Braves and another team that we're going to talk about later <laughs> is uh, are just in the toilet, essentially. I'm also going over. I can see them chasing that second wild card. I'm going into like the last week of the season. All right. Team number three, the New York Mets. Last year went 79 and 83. Pretty good showing for them. Ready? More than I more than I imagined. Mm-hmm. Ready. Additions. Add in Michael Kadire for two years, 21 million. And let's go over their one-year deals. There isn't really anything that they did as far as bringing anybody in. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of things as far as avoiding arbitration. Let's go Barbie Parnell, Ruben Tejeda, Dylan G, Daniel Murthy, and Lucas Duda. Just guys, they signed one-year deals so they wouldn't have to worry about arbitration. Um, nothing? Nothing on those guys. Those are their... And the subtractions, they lost Eric Young Jr., who signed with Atlanta, and Omar Quintanilla, who signed with Colorado. And Zach Wheeler. Oh, yeah. News coming <laughs> out. Zach Wheeler will be having Tommy John surgery. He will be out for all of 2015. That's a bummer. And so that leads me into my first question. Mm-hmm. Do you think this team could have contended for a that second wild card spot with Wheeler, and are they done Without him now. Could they have contended with Wheeler? Yes. Can they still contend? Yes. Um, I still, 
you know, got faith in Matt Hardy. Jacob DeGrom came up big last year. Don't forget about big old fat Bartello Cologne. <laughs> Copyright Matthew Berry. Um, and I, I really love everything I've heard about Noah Syndergaard, a.k.a. Thor, which is what I want to call him forever now. Uh, I, and I, Dylan G, G, yeah, Dylan G as your fifth. I mean, I think this team still has the pitching to make a run. I think they're going to be in a dogfight with the Marlins for that second wild card spot. Okay. Oh, man. Marlins, we forgot to do a bold prediction. What's your bold prediction? <sighs> bold prediction is Stanton does not finish in the top five for home runs this year. Really? Wow. That is bold. I told you, I'm th- I'm doing bold predictions. I'm doing these bold things, okay? All right, I'm gonna go. Uh, Marcelo Zuna finishes top ten MVP. All right. Uh, sorry about that, folks. Back to the Mets. Um, they really didn't do much, probably because they're still dealing with money issues from um, their Ponzi scheme yeah. that happened a, a while back. Uh, so we did the additions, subtractions. You have any other questions? I think they'll. I think they'll contend with the. They'll be in a dogfight with the Marlins the entire year. Do you see them making a run at a bat any point during the season? Because that's clearly what they need. They need some off more offense. Well, the one player I've heard all off season that they were looking at was Troy Tulowitzki. Because their shortstop position is terrible, and they have the pitching prospects to offer, and the deal just never came together. I can see them in the market for the bat, but the question is, there uh, there's not that many um, high power shortstop. It's like Tortilla Whiskey and <laughs> yeah, so it's not many name. As far as the outfielders, I feel like they're gonna be some guys that come. Up um, during the season on losing teams like well the team we're going to talk about next Philadelphia mm-hmm. um, maybe in Minnesota some teams that we expect to be bad during the season they have outfielders to hand out so well, we'll it seems like we have a surplus of hitters in Houston down here in Houston a surplus of outfielders well maybe they'll try to make a run at uh, Rasmus mm-hmm. but I don't know it well We'll see what happens. That's all I can say about that. You? Um, I think they need to. They definitely need to go after a bat if they really want to contend. Yeah, they uh, need to go after a bat that's not Michael Kadire. Right. But we're going to give a guy to a guy who just hit in Colorado, in Colorado <laughs> had the best two batting seasons of his career, won a bad title. In Colorado, and we think it's a good year to give good idea to give him two years <laughs> and twenty million dollars to play left field at the grand old age of thirty six. Wow, he's that old. I thought was, he'll I, be thirty six on March twenty seventh. I was gonna say thirty five, <laughs> but he's already practically there. Um, yeah, this is this offense. I feel like this offense is going to be better than the Braves' offense, but <laughs> that's not saying much. But exactly, that's not saying much because you're hoping Kadir can 
bring some of that juice mm-hmm. that or that thin Colorado air with him into yeah. to, uh, to Queens, New York. Yeah. Um, we got chilly all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, that's the only way that's gonna happen. <sighs> and uh, you're hoping Curtis Granderson can bounce back. I would say. Yeah, sure. Believe. Yeah, he's he's been on decline since he signed that contract. Yeah, with the Yankees a few years ago. Yeah. Oh no, and with the Mets. No, too. he was with decline with the Yankees. Oh yeah. Okay. I won't argue there. Um, who's who's set to be their closer? Uh, let me look it up. That's that's a very good question. I have no idea. Uh, is it? Man, I really have no idea. They have names up here. I guess it'd be... Crap, who was their closer last year? Do you even know? It might have been Mejia. Jenry, Henry. Yeah, Mejia. Jenry, Jenry Mejia. That's who they're going with. He had 28 saves last year. I think he's going to be their closer <laughs> again this year. All right, let's... let's... They might have a bullpen by committee. Who knows? Let's get to the next topic. I like, like the rotation... Bullpen and everything else needs still needs some cosmetic work. Yes, bounce back player. Ooh, um, this was easy for me. Fine, then I'm gonna go with Curtis Granderson because I know who you're gonna say. I don't want to. I don't want to steal your thunder. Oh, who am I gonna say? David Wright. Oh, duh. He's the most bounce backiest player. Yeah, that's not a word, but who cares? Last year, what did David Wright do besides hurt my fantasy team? Hurt himself. 269, eight home runs, eight stolen bases. And they're still moving in that fence for him. Yeah. <laughs> for him. They've been moving in that fence since City Field was built. Yeah. I feel like every year they build, they brought in because it's such a hitter's park. Um, but, yeah, I'm picking David Wright. I think that he can bounce back to, you know, a David Wright of old. But I, I, I think the years of him hitting 300 or over. I'm going to him hitting about 280, 15 home runs, something like that. For third base, that's really good, 280. I mean, in this day and age, 280, a 280 hitting third baseman is... With a little pop. Yeah, is uh, way more than you can ask for. Let's see. But I'll, I'll go with Curtis Granderson. Um, you know, this is a guy who's had some pop in his bat over the years. Um... He is nearing the end of his contract mm-hmm. with the Mets, and if this isn't a contract season, if if this, I don't know if this is a contract contract year for him. Uh, if it is, then I expect him to play like it's a contract season, a contract year, and do some things. Hit for power. No, his contract doesn't expire to 2020, so he's with them for a little. Long. 2020? Yeah. For Granderson? Oh, Granderson? I'm sorry. No, no. I, I picked Curtis Granderson because I'm trying to be different than you, oh, Quincy. Uh, I'm sorry. I kind of went to the... Uh, <laughs> I went look at David Wright. Let me go check the, uh, Granderson. Do, 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 for free talk. Do, do, do. No, I, you know, I think he's, he's due for one last bounce back before it's all said and done. And he's not as old as I thought he was. Four years, $60 million, so his contract expires after 2017. So he still has three more years this year and two more. Oh, okay. Well, I think he's going to – you know, actually, I can see him playing like like he wants to be traded to a contending team. 
I can see him. Don't we all want to be a contending team? Yeah. But hitting the ball well, hitting for some power. Um, because, you know, like we like I mentioned, you know, New York seems like a fringe team at this point for uh, that, that last wild card spot. It's a little too close to, to call right now. Yeah. All right. Regression. You know where I'm going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go Henry Mejia then. All right. He's their closer. I, I know you're going to pick. So. I'm picking Michael Kadir. Really? Like, yes. Okay. Who do you think I was going to pick? I, for some reason, I thought you were going to pick uh, the Grom, but I would hope not. But uh, no, I pick uh, Kadire because again, he hit over three hundred his two years in Colorado. Did you really think that was going to sustain moving? Like you said, the Queens, <laughs> and he's going to be how old? Thirty what, six. Thirty six. Yeah. That's. Uh, and playing in spacious right field, that's re- uh, that's crazy. <laughs> Whoa, crazy, crazy. Copyright Matthew Berry. And you picked... Mejia. Oh. oh, they're closer. Yeah, I think... <laughs> uh, we think they're closer. We don't know. Who knows? We don't know. Yeah. Breakout. Breakout player? Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Kattire. <laughs> I was going to say Michael Kattire. Yeah, good luck with that. No. Um, I think it's going to be Syndergaard. He's, he'll come up probably in June, and I think he's got a chance to perform like DeGrom, uh, yeah, Jacob DeGrom did and contend for the Rookie of the Year the, you know, after June. I went with Travis Denard. Uh, finally healthy. I think he'll finally put together um, all his talents. Mm-hmm. 260, 15 home runs with good defense. He hit, what, 13 home runs last year? Yeah. I'm not saying, like, he'll be the greatest catcher ever, but he'll be back there. He'll be healthy, and he'll contribute to the Mets' ways. Uh, towel toss player. Um, God, don't say Harvey again. I'll be so <laughs> sad. Yeah, it's it's Harvey. When you saw that, what did what, that he was hurt, what did you? What was your initial reaction? Oh, man. Pretty much. <laughs> I saw that one. Oh, no. <laughs> Like, he's not my fantasy team or anything like that. I just enjoy young, talented players playing at the top of the level. And I was like, oh, man. All I could think of was that skit on Jimmy Fallon where uh, he was he was interviewing people in the street in New York. Oh, when Harvey was interviewing people. Yeah. Yes. And it's that. like he was on top of the world mm-hmm. and then crashed. So we, I think we got to put a team together to find this mystery Tommy John man and, <laughs> and figure out what's his hatred against baseball. Right. Uh, yeah, but if he goes down, if he's not able to perform at all this year mm-hmm. to the levels that he was showing two years ago, as they say in New York, forget about it. So that's what you're picking? Yeah. I'm picking David Wright. That's because we talked about the pitching behind Harvey mm-hmm. I think they'll be able to sustain it behind David Wright right out of their depth chart is Daniel Murphy and Eric Campbell who I've literally never heard of <laughs> let's go to the over under for the Mets is 81.5 um, I'll say over as well I'll go just over 83 hmm. I'm going under, but just barely. I think they get to about 80, 81 wins. 
Fair. Uh, that's, yeah. I, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. It's We're talking a four-game difference, mm-hmm. I think, essentially from 80 to 84 wins. It would not surprise me if they went over. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they went under. Yeah. That team gets one injury, and that's it for them, yeah. unfortunately. All right, moving on. Next team on our list, the Philadelphia Phillies. Last year went 73-89. and 89. You didn't even think they got that many wins, I did. Man, I did not at all. Like, oh, God, I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> All right, so let's go to additions. So they re-signed Jerome Williams, one-year, $2.5 million contract, and signed Grady Sizemore, one-year, $2 million, because they, they weren't old enough. <laughs> um, let's see, one-year deals signed with Kevin Slowey, Aaron Harang, Dominic Brown, arbitration, Ben Revere, arbitration, and Chad Billingsley. So, the burning most, I guess, and most obvious question is, um, when are the Philadelphia Phillies going to decide to finally blow it up? This year, I hope? This year. If it's not this year, then their GM, Ruben Amaro Jr., deserves to be fired. (laughs) Like, this is what the Astros were four or five years ago before Drayton sold the team, relying on veterans and trying to have one last hurrah to the playoffs. And it's like, no, that's not happening. <laughs> not in this division. You guys aren't good enough. You should be selling and get as much as you can. Let me ask you this, because we've talked about this in the past, um, mm-hmm. that you know everybody said that the the Howard contract was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was signed? Right, when it was signed. Mm-hmm. But did you, did people or you... Mm-hmm. See this type of drop off? No, I think the Achilles injury mm-hmm. he suffered a couple years ago, that's what really caused it. I didn't expect this to happen. I thought it would be bad. I didn't expect it to be this bad. Because <laughs> I was one of those people who, who didn't understand why are you giving him a five year extension and his contract at the time still had two years on it. Yeah. And, you know, you're paying him going into his, his 30s. So it's because a player is great, you know, his mid-20s doesn't mean he's going to be that when he hits his late 30s. And that obviously is what happened to Howard. That's a shame. Jesus. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. Ray goes to Trashions. Here comes to Trashions. Make sure I'm on the right one. There we go. So, so Trashions, they lost... AJ um, Burnett, he signed with Philadelphia. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, sorry. Yeah, he signed with back with the team and they lost him. Pittsburgh. Uh, Jimmy Rollins was traded to uh, the Dodgers for two prospects. Marlon Byrd traded to Cincinnati. Kyle Kendrick signed with Colorado. Tony Gwynn Jr. signed with Washington. And they lost Cliff Lee again. Yes, Cliff Lee just put in a 60 day DL today. Is he done for good? I mean,. So All 36. the medical experts say that he sh- if he needs to have the surgery, and the surgery will keep him out six to eight months. So basically, if he has the surgery, he'll be done until next year. And, and this is on be- his shoulder or his elbow? I thought it was his shoulder, but let me check. Okay. But if he does go down with this surgery, do you predict him to be done for good? Or do you think he's going to be crazy enough for it? It's his elbow. Um, 
I think he's done. I think Cliff Lee is the guy, type of guy that'll say, "Hey, I made enough money. Mm-hmm. I uh, won a ring. Have fun. It's time to go." I, I hope think, so. I think he'll step away. I certainly hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Agree, buddy. Yeah. Agree. Um, <laughs> let's go, man. This this is gonna be quick because I have nothing nice to say about Philadelphia. Bounce back player. Ah, crap. Okay. Predictions for the Mets. I keep forgetting this because I don't have it right now. Bold prediction. Oh, bold prediction? Mm-hmm. Uh, Syndergaard wins Rookie of the Year. Matt Harvey wins Cy Young. Ooh, okay. All right, back to the Philadelphia Phillies. Burning questions for the Phillies. All right. Uh, one last one. Mm-hmm. Where does Cole Hamels wind up by the trade deadline? That, was, that, that was my bold prediction. Cole Hamill is going to be on the Red Sox. Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Okay. My bold prediction, Cole Hamels will be on the Cubs. Alright. Ooh, I like that one. I think the Red Sox just have more prospects to offer than the Cubs. Okay. All their prospects are basically in the minors right now. But yeah, I can see that happening. Trade to the Cubs. And when we talk about the Cubs, I'll, I'll mention who I think is part of that deal. Alright. We're going to hold you to that. Yeah. No, we're not because I'm not going to remember. I don't remember to do the freaking bold, bold moves. Well, we got uh, those out of the way. Yeah. The Phillies. Yeah, good thing. Uh, bounce back player for the Phillies. Bounce back player for the Phillies? Papelbon. I predict he won't get suspended for grabbing his crotch. He already got suspended. He got suspended last year. No, I'm saying I, I'm predicting he won't get suspended for that. Oh, he won't do it again? Yeah. <laughs> I could be wrong. That is a high bar to hurdle hurdle to people. <laughs> Man, I am like looking through the team because I was doing this earlier and I was trying to think of a person. I just left it blank because I couldn't think of anybody on this team that bounced back. And you know what? I still can't think of anybody that's going to bounce back. Uh, no, I'm just going to leave this one blank. I'm sorry. I have no bounce back candidate for the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, the only person that came closer to me was... Uh, the Philly Fanatic? No. He's never regressed. <laughs> Dominic Brown. Oh, yeah. That's a guy you hope bounces back. Because that's a guy you could trade or build around. Yeah, he's only 27 years old. That's what I'm picking. I'm going with Dominic Brown. Okay. I think he'll ba- bounce back and do what he did two years ago. You know, I don't think he's going to hit 27 home runs, so maybe somewhere between 18 to 22. Okay. Something like that. All right, what's the next one up? Regression candidate. Who you got? Who think it's going to regress? Yep. Oh, wow. Uh, you want me to go? Because I actually got this one. Uh, I would chase Utley. Mmm. That's a good choice. Because he had a bounce back season. And I think he's going to go back. <laughs> he bounced up and now he's going to bounce back. Gravity's going to grab him and bring him yeah. back down. Let's see, 2012, he had 256. Oh, Sorry, 2012, 256, 2013, 284, last year 270. I'm picking Carlos Ruiz. Yeah, he's 37? 36. Yeah. He hit 250 last year, and I think that might be the last year he's over 250. (laughs) He might be a 220 hitter, um, you know, going into the all-star break. That's what I'm going with. I think it's all... Can I just say the entire team's going to regress? I 
no faith in this team at all. <laughs> uh, breakout player. Breakout player. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, I think I can only go with Cole Hammonds. I wouldn't. He's already broken out. He is what he is. Yeah, but he only won nine games last year, so I think he'll. He can win fifteen games with this team. Are you drunk? He's all they've got. He's got to win fifteen. Are you looking at a nine-win team essentially? I mean, their bullpen is going to back into wins, but I mean, I can't do Cole Hamels for breakout player because he's already been good. I'm picking Freddie Gavis. Uh, he'll be taking over the shortstop position for Jimmy Rollins, mm-hmm. and he's one of those guys I, I've always I've had a rational confidence about. So I think. Um, he'll step in and do app. He's not going to be J-Roll, but he'll be all right. Okay, I'll, I'll change my, my breakout play. I'll go with uh, Michael Franco. Michael, Michael Franco, I think he's going to play third base. And right now he's behind Cody Ashey. But, I'll th- but I think he'll eventually get a chance to play over Ashey. And uh, I think he's going to shine. He's got a chance to shine. Okay. Towel tossed. Hamels. Yeah, it's got to be Hamels. I mean, this team's already lost with him. If he goes down with an injury, that's a double whammy. Not It'll only from bad to worse. Not only do you lose, you know, a pitcher of his talent, you also lose the ability to trade him for more talent. Right. Uh, so, have you heard the rumors that uh, the GM uh, Mamaro Jr. is getting upset because the, the trade offers he's getting for Hamels isn't what he believed they should be? He doesn't really have much of a much leverage in this case. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like, if you had a car uh-huh. and you're trying to sell it for forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and you're only getting offers for twenty, thirty, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars, that means it's not at the the item that you're selling. It really doesn't mean that much. The market determines what's it's, what it's worth. And right now, Cole Hamels, with his age and that contract, you're only gonna get maybe one. A, uh, a prospect. I feel like they're holding out for like the jackpot. It's not coming. <laughs> they're holding out for a Hunter Pence type of package. Yeah. Some re- <laughs> uh, it, man, history's gonna look back at that Hunter Pence trade and be like, that was the the craziest move ever. Yeah. They gave it way too much for a guy they only had for two years. <laughs> But they did win a series with him, right? Did I don't remember. Oh no, no, I don't think they did. No. Who knows? Who cares? Uh, At this point, yeah, he's yeah. already got his rings. He already did bold predictions. Over under for the Philadelphia Phillies. Under, whatever it is, <laughs> doesn't matter. You didn't even let me get the number out. Doesn't you matter. Fifty. You could have been like, oh, under. <laughs> it is sixty-seven and a half wins. Under. Yeah, we're both going under. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. All right, last team in division. Woo-hoo. We're almost there. Washington Nationals last year went ninety six and sixty six. Pretty damn good team last year, and they've only got better. Uh, Rich get richer, and the poor stay poor. <laughs> uh, let's go. I'm gonna go. Just tell me where you stop. Bryce Harper signed an extension, two years, seven point five million dollars. Okay, let's stop right there. Yeah. How many games? Does manager Matt Williams bench Bryce Harper this year? Over under, over under two and a half. 
under because I feel like someone <laughs> in the upper, uh, Mike Rizzo, the GM, came down and said, don't do that again. That's a burning question. That that question burns is almost as much as that relationship. Yeah. Man, if it came down to it, Harper or Williams, Williams will be out there so fast. They will it'll turn into like when um uh Jeff uh Jazz got thrown out of of uh, Will's house. That's what happened. The banks yeah, residents. All right. Uh what's going on? Max Scherzer signed to a seven year two hundred and ten million dollar deal. Or a uh what is it? Fifteen year two hundred and ten million dollar yeah. deal. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah. It's I mean they pay I still haven't found out what happens. They trade him six years in. I guess the Nationals just pay forever. It's turning. It's going to be like Bobby Bonilla, where the Mets are still paying him to this day. <laughs> Man, he's getting paid one point two mil, I think, a year. There was a point a couple of years ago when the Mets had Jason Bay that uh, Bonilla, Bonilla was the second highest paid outfielder. <laughs> Good contract, you can get it. A uh, couple of one year. Oh, they also traded for Yunel Escobar from the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm-hmm. A couple of one year deals: Heath Bell, Ian Stewart, Dan Ugla, uh, Tony Gwynn Jr., Casey Jensen, and let's see: Craig Stamen, Steven Strasburg, Doug Fister. The last three being arbitration case, arbitration ducking contracts. Gotcha. So who they lose? Uh, Steven Souza. Highly regarded prospect went to Tampa Bay in that three-way trade: Tampa Bay, Washington, and San Diego. Um, Adam, Adam LaRoche um, signed with the White Sox. Azdrubal Cabrera signed to Tampa Bay. Tyler Kip Clipper, who they traded to Oakland. It's not a compared to signing Max Scherzer. That's not a bad group of losses. They lost LaRoche, and they just moved Zimmerman from third to first. Move Rendon from second to, oops, sorry, from second to third. I believe right now, Desmond Desmond is a shortstop, right? Yes. And the um, Escobar is going to be playing second. Let me go to the Nationals to make sure. It's not bad. It's not a bad position to be in. Uh, so I guess my next burning question for this team: um, Do you envision all five of their starters winning? 15 or more games because they certainly seem capable of doing so. Let's take a look at this with this rotation. Okay. Scherzer, Strasburg, Jordan Zimmerman, Doug Fister, Gio Gonzalez. Gio Gonzalez, Gio Gonzalez is your fifth guy, a guy who won 20, 22 games two years ago? Yeah, two years ago he was the ace of the staff and now he's fifth. And not because he regressed drastically yeah. because Everybody else picked up the game, their game, and they went and got uh, another ace, number one starter. Uh, that is an impressive position to be in, mm-hmm. um, and I really think all five of these guys can win fifteen or more games. Poor, I feel bad for Tanner Rourke. All he did last year was have like a two point eight four ERA, a breakout season yeah. by far. Make sure I have the yeah. ERA, oh, I'm sorry, 2.85 ERA, and now he's in the bullpen. Yeah. He pitched almost 200 innings last year. Oh, man, I feel bad for him. He woke up to that news like, what? <laughs> um, any more questions? You asked me if all five stars can win 15 games. 
Possible, yes. I just but there's gonna be you know someone's gonna get hurt. Your Strasburg, Gonzalez is gonna get hurt, and Roark is gonna be thrown into the starting rotation for a couple of games. Okay. That's the only thing that's gonna stop him is injuries. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that that could very well happen. The bigger question is, how do you feel about Drew Storing closing games? It's been what two years? Yep. Uh, well, he's got the experience mm-hmm. to do it. Um, so I, I don't mind. I'm not too, not too worried about that. Mm. All right. So, wow, that's all we have on the Nationals. One of the, the most exciting team in the division. Because I think most people are just assuming they're going to be a dominant team. There's really no more question marks. Besides, but there are a couple of question marks. Right, and mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a part of our. Denar's fan um, just had surgery on his core for the second time. Right now they're saying, I believe it was four to six weeks, but don't be surprised if he stays out longer. Uh, Jason Worth, surgery on his wrists in the offseason, also is going to jail <laughs> yeah. for uh, driving, what was it, like 130 and a 65 or something like that? Man. If you feel like you have to drive that fast, you know, you've got enough money to go rent an NASCAR racetrack, you know, for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Go get it out of your system there. Man, that's crazy fast. I wonder if he, when the cops stopped him, he just looked at him and said, I'm sorry, officer, I didn't know I couldn't do that. That would be my excuse. You didn't know? Well, now you know. Go on. Um, let's go to, since I have no more questions, who's your bounce back player for this team? Bounce back player... I think is going to be uh, Ryan Zimmerman. Ah, you stole my guy. Yeah. This guy, he's he's going to be, like you said, at first base, so he's not going to have to worry about, uh, what, do they, what do they call it, the, the gips? Yips. Yips in his, uh, in his shoulder, throwing, to, throwing from third to first. He's going <laughs> to... Inadvertently thrown into the fifth row. Right, he's just going to have to worry about receiving the ball. And just remember, last year, not only did he play third, he also played the outfield, too. Right. So, you know, he'll, he'll finally be entrenched at one single position, uh, and it'll give him a chance to focus on hitting again. Mm-hmm. Not making as many mistakes, and, you know, it's good to have a first baseman that has an arm, just in case he has to make a throw over the, fir- yeah. over the third. Again, that might end up in fifth in the fifth row, but sometimes you gotta just take your chances. Is that your pick? Is, was yeah, that, was I also your pick. pick uh, I was trying to pick between Storin and Zimmerman. I went Zimmerman just because you know he'll get that mental block of screwing up on defense. He'll not have to worry about that. Right? Can you go back to that roster real quick? Yeah. There Can you go back to their 2014 stats? No. Because if you're gonna pick Zimmerman, I'll change it just for the sake of being different, and I'm gonna pick. Um, if I can find him on this list, those are our hitters that played last year. Oh, let's go. Let's look at some uh, pitchers. Because I'm gonna pick. Um, <laughs> still don't see him. Oh, I see him now. I'm gonna pick Gio Gonzalez because I, like I said, I think all five of their starters are capable of winning 15 or more games this season, mm-hmm. and he clearly regressed from the year before. Um, he what, won 10 games last year? Yep, got a little unlucky. His ERA last year was 3.57. His FIP, which is expected ERA, was 3.03. So he got 
unlucky in a couple of games, I would say. Yeah, so I, I think this is a much improved team. Uh, a, a more steady team than last year, especially with the Zimmerman, you know, shifting back and forth, you know, from infield to outfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really I really think that um, he's he's due for a bounce back as well. Can I ask you a question? Sure. As a man who have you have both of these players on your fantasy team, who is most likely to never reach their peak, Strasburg or Harper? Most likely, um, right now it's looking like Harper because Strasburg has already um, been a high strikeout guy mm-hmm. for the few years that he's been in the league. He's already achieved over 240 strikeouts in a season. I believe, or at least 220. I looked that up. So, right now, it would unfortunately have to be Harper. That hurts you, doesn't it? You it me. hurts me very much. It hurts your soul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to see how many strikeouts he's had. And, uh, I can't find it, but keep talking, my friend. Yeah, that's really where it's at right now, but... um. I hope, I hope that's not the case for either one of these guys. Strikeouts last year was his high, two hundred and forty-two. Yeah, so I mean, he's gotten over two hundred and forty already. Um, I don't know if it's fair to. I mean, well, assume he would be a twenty-win guy. Yeah, I'm gonna say you are a guy who talks more about wins than I do when it comes to pitcher stats. And the most he's ever won is fifteen back in two thousand and twelve. I mean, I. But Remember it, him coming out, people thought he's going to be, he's ace of a staff, he's going to uh, win Cy Youngs, he's the guy you want as your number one going into the playoffs, and yeah, he struck out a lot of guys, 242, but by your uh, own criteria, he doesn't win. Yeah, and I think he had the makings of being a Gio Gonzalez kind of guy who won 22 um didn't necessarily won't win twenty two games, um, but is good enough to fall short of the Scion Award. I think. Um, I don't think he's. No, no, I'm sorry. That's actually that's not that's not what I want to say at all. I think he is going to fall short of winning a bunch of games. I could see him very well being a Felix Hernandez type, who's. Dominant, but doesn't win tons and tons of games. Uh, I feel like this year could be the year because he's just surrounded by such great talent all around, especially in that rotation. Um, but I don't see him winning twenty games year year in and year out. And I, I we're talking about wins. That's just that, right? Yes, that. But I didn't anticipate him to be that kind of guy. I saw him more as a strikeout pitcher. You know, obviously. A guy who's going to rack up a whole bunch of strikeouts. Well, how can he be the ace if he can't get 20 wins? How can he be the best if he doesn't have 20 wins? Um, he can't be because they just saw Max Scherzer now. <laughs> he's, not, he's not the best. He's not, not the great pitcher he's supposed to be because he doesn't have 20 wins. Why doesn't he have 20 wins, Anthony? Why? 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 Uh, he's, he was ineffective. Mm-hmm. He's been ineffective. He's been hurt. Um, he's, uh, you know, that's stri- that. What is it? That fastball gets caught up, you know, gets caught up eventually, um, or it has, you know, over the 
past couple of years, you know, there's games where that fastball, you know, they catch up to it, opposing hitters, mm-hmm. and make them pay for it. Okay. Why doesn't he win, Anthony? Come on, get the wins. You love your wins. Get your wins. I don't know. I don't follow him enough to know. Get why. your wins up, son. Get your wins up. I just follow the stat boxes, not the not why they got to that point. And that, my friends, is why I the only wins that matter is if the team wins. They're winning. I mean, they clearly win games. So they're fine. All right. Um, regression candidate. Regression candidate. I think is going to be Scherzer mm-hmm. because that's a huge contract to be signed to. Um, you want to take a look at what he did last year? It's just a lot of pressure to be under. Let me bring it up. I think next year he's going to dominate this you know, league that still has the pitcher batting. Uh, but I think this year is, it's going to be that case of first-year jitters where, um, yeah, he won 18 games last year. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll win 16 games this year. Again, because I think every one of these pitchers is going to win over 15 games, but not necessarily win 21 games. But I think the minimum each of these guys is going to – each each pitcher will win is 15 games. Um, and I think – He's just going to get over that hump at 16 or maybe 17 wins. Just because there's going to be a lot of expectations on on him. And there weren't expectations when he played with the Tigers? Uh, No, because he wasn't under a, a, a massive contract like this. No, I'm talking about expectations. I'm not saying anything about a contract. You're going to say that the expectations in um, Washington are higher than Detroit? Yeah, when you're getting paid that much. Okay. Because I don't think anybody expected him to be a 21-3 and pitcher two years ago. Um, I think people were hoping he would be a good pitcher. But, I mean, did you expect a 21-3 and season two years ago? No, but I don't think he's going to have any more pressure on this year than he did last year. In fact, I would think that he'd have more pressure going to last year because he needed to, A, back up what he did in 2013. Mm-hmm. And B, the Tigers were in the midst of trying to fight for a championship. I think this year is going to be—he'll be such more, such—he'll be more relaxed this year than any time he was last year. Well, I don't think it's going to be any different because everybody's expecting Washington to win a title this year, anyways. So I think that that pressure, that pressure of winning a title now is is going to carry over. And then you add on the pressure of, well, this guy's a you know a twenty. A twenty-five million dollar pitcher now. You know, hey, you know, we want to see twenty-five million dollars worth of results. I just think it's harder. It's more pressure to prove that you deserve the money than to to uh, to uh, prove it after you get it. Uh, okay, okay. I know. I see what you're saying, but um, I think with. Uh, with because I think that's the expectations people, to win, people work harder to get the raise than they do to uh, deserve it afterwards. Well, that's a matter of work ethic, then. But I think the pressure is always going to be there. It's just whether or not you choose to. Um, that's that's what that's how it depends on how you choose to handle that pressure. Uh, my regression candidate is Anthony Rendon. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's. That's a bummer to hear, but I can see that. 
<laughs> Why, is he on your fantasy team too? No, but I, I was hoping to get him on my fantasy team. But And also, I was really excited to see his progression last year, where he, had, without a doubt, had a breakout year. I agree. I think he definitely had a breakout year, especially the first, like, two or three months when he just came up and he was playing second and third and just spraying the ball all mm-hmm. over the place. But I think he was playing a little bit over his head. He had 287. I still think he's a good player. I just think he, I don't think he's a franchise player. I think he's right underneath that Harper level when it comes to talent. Mm-hmm. But was he... So, still worthy of being a number six overall pick? Yeah, I'm not saying he's not worthy, but but I, I, me personally, I think he's going to be a guy who hits around 275, something like that, and with a little less pop. I think he just got you know one of those streaks where you just come in, you're hot, mm-hmm. and they can't touch you. And I think it, he's good. I don't think he's that good. 275, like we said earlier, and we've mm-hmm. said you know just in regular conversations, it's not a not a bad. Not a bad spot mm-hmm. these days. All right, let's hear it. Uh, breakout player Harper. It's got to be this year, man. I mean, this guy has all the talents in the world. Oh, I'm tired of hearing this excuse. <laughs> but okay, he, he has all the talent in the world. Okay, and he's gotten hurt every year. Um, he's got to stay healthy this year. And if you look at the numbers. After he got back, or at, like in September, like in late August, and then throughout September, he was a really good hitter and really was connecting with the ball. I mean, he really found his stroke at the end of the season, but you know, fortunately, the season was up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think he's he's due. This has got to be that year where he just gets close to thirty home runs. I don't want to say exactly thirty or more home runs, but um, I think definitely breaks the twenty homer barrier. And gets as close as, um, as he's you know ever been. Okay, uh, breakout candidate, my guy, Drew Storen. I think he'll go. He'll be a dominant closer, kind of like Kimbrel. Be a guy who closes about 45, 50 games and just regains that um, ability that he had three, two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. They won't miss a beat without Rafael Soriano. That's how I feel. So, bold prediction. You want to do that one or towel? This towel toss. Okay. I was, oh, okay. This is hard. Cause it's not like one player that I feel like if this guy breaks down, like someone else just won't step up. Um, I'm gonna go Scherzer again. Cause I think a lot of these guys are excited. To be playing with this guy, and if he were to go down, it'd be like, "Oh man, we just got this guy. We just got this guy. He's just getting paid a bunch of money, and he's already down." Uh, because because then they're basically the same team last year. You know and that that team didn't win a World Series. I'm going with uh, Wilson Ramos. Ooh, okay. Also a candidate for another breakout year. 
yeah, probably the guy I should just pick instead of Storm. But I'm saying my pick because I'm looking around at the team and I see okay, they have injuries in the outfield. They'll have guys that come up and help them for a while. Um, anything happens in the infield, they'll shuffle guys around. Danny Espinosa is still on the team. He can play second. Escobar can play second and short. Uh, Rendon can play all over the field. Zimmerman can play third if if it's an emergency. But they really don't have a great, a good backup for Ramos, who's on 27 and has get, got better every year he's been in the league. Mm-hmm. Except for that little dip he had in 2014. I don't know what happened there. But um, he's a power power catcher, 260, 12 home runs, something like that. I think um, if they lose him, then that could really hurt their pitching staff as well. It's a, it's a fair pick. You want to do bold prediction? Go ahead. Uh, bold prediction. Going to say Harper is a top five NL MVP candidate. That's not really that bold. Sure it is. He hasn't proven it yet. I think for the last two years, people on ESPN have picked him to be to win the MVP. Okay, let's see. Bold, bold. Man, a lot of things you can be. Plus, that's the only bold prediction I care about for the team. I couldn't yeah. care less if they win the World Series or not. Well, that's just hateful right there. Yeah. Uh, not, I mean, they're not my team. I mean, they're a great team. I, I, man, I'm, it's impressive. It's hard not to be impressed by the collection of talent they have, but, you know, they'll always be... Every team will always be second to the Astros for me. Right in the old ticker. <laughs> okay, I got one. Bold prediction. When it, um, at the end of the year, Ryan Zerman will have the highest war out of all the hitters on the team. Hmm. Higher than Rendon and higher than um, your boy Harper. <laughs> Dude, were you thinking about it so you could, so you could add in your boy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just zoned out his name for a moment. But that's my bold prediction. I think he'll be the best hitter. Uh, see, over-under is 93.5. Uh, over. I mean, they won 96 games last year. It's, what's stopping them from going over that? They're going to have like 19 games where they take on the Phillies... And the Braves. I'm going way over. <laughs> I think they win 100 games this year. That's not far-fetched at all. Way over. All right. Done with the NL East. That was longer than I thought. Yeah. That was a good talk. It was, it was good to get back in the swing of things. And you were like, oh, we can do both of them. No, that would be a three-hour podcast. <laughs> the only sa- Our only saving grace is that we, like, zoom through the Phillies. Right. Bro, so this would have hit like an hour 45. Yep. Um, but since we're just over an hour and a half, you got anything else? Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, as always, for, for tuning in. Uh, again, check out DeQuincy's new podcast, uh, Two Brothers Play. Two Bros Play. Two Bros okay, Play. Come on, keep it hip. Two Bros. Oh, come on, that's me, man. Oh, that's true. Well, no, actually, I'm the hippest guy you know. Um, Not two bros play. <laughs> two bros play. I'll let you believe that lie. We lie loudest when we lie to ourselves. Okay. Um, follow us on Twitter at ant underscore garcia two eight eight. Still working on that name. Okay. Hard, 
You know what? I hope to have a new a new uh, handle handle Twitter handle uh, by the start of baseball season. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be a goal. That and to work on our theme song. Okay, and follow me at DQ327, and like always, follow the main site at 288 underscore. All right, for Anthony, this is the Quincy saying, later, babies.